1: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
0: What's going on, y'all? James Hicks here from Infotainment News at ITN Live. Look, have been wanting to do this for a long time this being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use, right? But looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool.
2: You think by now we
0: By now we have this thing figured out. Ladies and gentlemen, that intro track is from Grammy-nominated songwriter Alvin Garrett, who has given me exclusive permission to use his music for this roundtable. For that, I want to acknowledge and thank him. You can find that song, Something's Different, this time on all streaming platforms, and you can follow his musical journey on his website, com. With that, let me first thank everyone for tuning in tonight for part two of our state of current events roundtable here on Infotainment News. I'm your host and moderator, James Hicks. Today's panel consists of another great cross-section of society, women, mothers, and people of different nationalities and ethnicity. The goal for tonight, similar to the last session, have a constructive dialogue share stories, discuss, debate, all that, but at the core, be respectful to each other and ultimately work to help everyone realize that they can play a part in this much-needed dialogue and make their voices and actions relevant for positive change. Now let me let the roundtable introduce themselves. I'm going to ask, as I bring them on one at a time, everyone to give their name, their location, and occupation. We'll start with you.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm Jennifer Hicks. I am James White, and um, I am a mom of Jordan and Isaiah. Um, I'm an educator, and I'm located in California.
0: Thank you, Jen. Hi. You
4: hi. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. Natasha Hill. Um, I have two sons, Emmett and Xavier. I'm a human resources uh, professional and live in Kennesaw, Georgia, which is just about 30 miles north of Atlanta.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Tosh.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I, lo- I love the Spelman that you're rocking in the background. I will, I will say that.
5: Yeah. <laughs> hey, my name is Marvin uh, in Sacramento, California. I'm an aircraft mechanic and had to bring uh, my old fart buddy here oh my gosh <laughs> two old guys <laughs> and I'm,
0: Don't you need scott.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I'm scott <clears throat> again sacramento i'm uh 66 retired
0: <laughs> love it i love it thank you scott for joining
7: Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is J.J. Raymond. Uh, my wife, Carly, and I, we're in Orange County, Southern California, and uh, currently we work for Crew. It's a college campus Christian ministry and primarily looking through the Bible through the lens of ethnicity and culture and how to fight for oneness. So excited to be here. Thanks, James. Looking forward to it.
0: Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. And so everyone that's watching the stream, I see the comments coming through. Definitely keep those coming. I've, I've put together a few questions, right? I've got three questions I'd like to present to everyone. You know, we'll, we'll let the discussion flow as it naturally will. I'll be in the background watching time and keeping us as much on track as possible. Uh, if we go 20 minutes per question, that'll kind of give us the opportunity to let our East coasters go to, go to bed at an Mm -hmm. early time, right? We won't be on too long. So be, be cognizant of the folks that are in the East coast, right? Does that make sense? Yep. Awesome. I
4: was just going to say, I that? should know, that Toby's head might pop in every once in a while if he has a comment, too. <laughs> you
0: know, let, let, put him on camera. He can, he can definitely join the discussion. So let, let's start with this, you guys. Um, protests, as we know, are happening everywhere, literally globally, in support of civil justice and people tired and, frankly, disgusted with police using excessive force and overstepping bounds. What are you? What are you seeing in your area in regards to these protests? And I, I I've got to start, ladies first, and I got to start with uh, with, with the boss in the house. So, well, see, hey, don't start nothing, Marvin. Yeah, I got I got to start with Jen first. So I didn't I'll say anything.
3: <laughs> so I think something that I'm noticing in our community is that it seems to be a lot of youth are um, gathering and really leading the protests. In fact, Jordan, um, our daughter who's 18, um, told me yesterday about a protest that her friends were organizing over by the mall. And um, so I, I did a drive-by and I was a, an obnoxious honker honking at them and, and giving them some encouragement. Um, but one of the things I've just noticed just looking at you know different social media posts is that we have a lot of youth in our community that are really rallying Um, and and really leading and organizing some of the protests.
0: Right, right. That makes sense. We have a new entrant into the panel, and I definitely want to give her the opportunity to, as well, state uh, name, occupation, and location. Callie, how you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm Callie I live in Sacramento, and I'm a photographer in the area.
0: Since I got you on camera and on screen. We just started kind of with going over with the questions and you see question number one on there. What what are you seeing in in your area in regards to the protests that are happening? Are are you seeing a different age or different demographic in terms of who's showing up or or are you even seeing anything in, in where you are?
1: In Sacramento there, I feel like it's pretty much all ages, but I feel like a lot of it is uh, the younger generation for sure. Just like Jen said, I totally agree with that um, more than like the older people. But I feel like that we had gone to a few in Sacramento and there, it was a pretty wide range of ages, I felt like.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Tosh, what about you? I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, to hear what's going on in, in, in the Atlanta area.
4: Um, Atlanta has been interesting, I think. Um, as I said, I, I live in the suburbs, so I'm not right downtown Atlanta. Um, probably you've seen a lot of what's going on in downtown. Um, it's been all ages, all races. Um, but it's been equally, I think, um, prevalent in the, in the suburbs. So even in Kennesaw, which is, you know, a pretty largely white middle class neighborhood, um, we've had several um, walks and gatherings um, for, for protest. I wouldn't call it even protest. It's awareness. It's, it's we're here, and we have a voice, and we want to be heard. Um, I, I can agree with Jen to some degree that I'm pleasantly surprised that there's a lot of youth out there, um, but I will also say you know, looking at some of the Atlanta video and I'm looking at the same stuff that you're seeing on the nightly news, um, you know, there's some pieces of it where it almost feels like it's a party versus a purpose. Um, and I think that, um, I think that that's, it's something that I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, before we go further, I mean, that, that brings up an interesting dynamic and and I understand what you mean by that, but who is contributing to that? I mean, is is it? You see, are you seeing the younger generation? Are are you seeing folks our age? I mean, who's who's there that's making it look like a party? Who's making turning it into? I, I hate to say this, the freaknik, right? Because again, you're in Atlanta, so I'll bring that up. But who's who's doing that?
4: You know, it's um, it's folks that don't have leadership. I, I, I'm not at all doubting their. Genuineness in caring about the cause, and, and really being interested. But there's a lot of sort of, I want to be seen versus there being a purpose um, to the message, outcome. And I think um, Toby's voice on the on the side here. He said it's the younger folks that don't um, that are still learning. Um, gotcha. You know, hmm. they know that there's a struggle. They know that it's important, but they don't know how to act about, act on it yet.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. So they're opportunists, right, as opposed to understanding that there's there should be some method to being out there and, and protesting and throwing the fist up and doing whatever, as opposed to just an opportunity to get out in the middle of the street
5: and make some noise. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I think okay. some
1: people, it's just like a trend, too.
5: Well, right now, I think a lot of it's also Juneteenth celebration going on. So it's probably a mixture of both. So, once Juneteenth uh, is over, uh, it may get serious again. Yeah.
7: So, so,
0: so go deeper into that, man. Because I was going to go actually to to you and Scott next. So, so why do you think? So, if we had had this session yesterday, um, do you think, or did you see in your area folks out protesting, talking to their neighbors, talking to their society about? let's make a difference, let's make a change, or were they just out because it's fashionable to be out right now with their camera and taking a picture saying Black Lives Matter or, or whatever the case may be? Because well, it's, it's an interesting thing, right, because you know, we have all these issues that have happened, Black Lives yeah. Matter is a is, is the, is the conversation right now, but mm-hmm. then yesterday was Juneteenth, I mean, that that brings a whole other dynamic and a whole another yeah. conversation
5: into in play, so. Yeah. Well, with... um. Me, I haven't been out protesting. I've been busy working because I'm a central personnel. But uh I
0: love it. We appreciate you, brother. We appreciate you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but uh, you know, I've been discussing with the coworkers. Matter of fact, I had the the first uh part one watching it with my co-workers and uh they brought up twenty thousand questions and and some of their opinions. I asked them to be on. They're like, No, 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 I just got so so I wrote down notes on what they were saying. Um but I uh, lost track. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to hopefully build back up and be more serious again. Because right now, with the Juneteenth going on, uh, people aren't really taking it serious. People just want to get out right now because of the corona. True, yeah. true. So they, they locked up, and this is an excuse for everybody to get out and get some sunshine. Scott, let's
0: go to you, Scott.
6: I, I, I think the lockdown... It screwed everybody up. I think we've all been played to an extent. But um, I, now, forgive me. I want to. I, I want to pretext everything that I say. If 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 I say anything, I, I'm not the most articulate person to have on on a, a debate or anything like that. I don't debate people normally. I don't like confrontation. I don't like altercation. I'm a, I'm a, a live and let live kind of guy you live your life without violating my rights, I do the same to you, I give you the same respect. And uh, that being said, I'm also a strong uh, um, believer in our, in our constitutional rights, okay? It, I mean, I, I know this goes way back, but I think we, we've all been in, uh, created equal in the vision of our creator. And that we're all endowed with inalienable rights that can't be taken away from us. And we all have the right to, to liberty and, and the pursuit of happiness. And that's the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't have to be dropped or to lap, but we can pursue it without being, you know, obstructed or violated or anything like that. Uh, as far as what's been going on in the local area, you know, uh, quite frankly, uh, for some for a long time now, I've I've been turning off major news news networks because I've, I've actually caught them in some blatant lies. Uh, and, it, and it's become so political and so opinionated anymore that they don't deliver the facts. They don't give you honest to God journalism anymore. They give you opinion. They're the first to run a story uh, without checking the facts or verifying anything. Often being the first out there to say it out. And ain't anymore, if you hear something, you got to give it twenty-four to seventy-two hours between vaccine if it really comes to light. Um, I, I don't go out and protest. I, I have faith in our system that this we will get through this and we'll get it right. Um, uh, gee whiz, brain fade. Uh,
0: That's all good. <laughs> okay, I, I, so let me so let me ask you let me ask you this, Scott. I mean, along those lines, because. Um, you're seeing a lot of what's happening and this isn't even one of the questions that i prefaced you guys with right but but again you, you're seeing a lot of this from a different perspective right and oh, yeah. you know, so, 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 someone like me marvin Tosh, i mean right we're we're seeing it from a different lens but you're seeing it from 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 a different lens oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to ask necessarily where you where you where you stand in terms of the whole movement but just i think if, if you understand that the foundation and the premise of the movement really is Equal rights, uh, right. common decency—the uh, yeah. fact that look, I, I can't have, I can't have this man putting his knee on, on, on my friend's neck for. I mean, right. that's just not right. That, right. That's that's the dialogue that we're trying to have and, and make every right. make sure everyone understands that those types of things cannot happen from those that are designated to quote unquote protect and serve. Um, I'll, I'll are, tell
6: you this. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, I'll tell you this because because of some of the media that I do get my information from which is okay granted conservative media mm-hmm. all right they are very much against what happened uh, uh you know the, the treatment that that and and it, to me uh for, first i i i wasn't there i didn't see what happened i only know what's been shown to me what i've heard what i've read uh so there there's so much more that can go into this on the professional standpoint as far as law enforcement goes I feel like there needs to be more training. Law enforcement doesn't get trained with it. Well, I don't know that either. I'm told that law enforcement doesn't necessarily get the best training. That there are things out there that that can be used in an altercation. It'll be physical, but it'll be non-lethal. And there are there are things that can happen in in, in a in a, a ground what I call a ground what we call a ground fight, in which. Uh, you know, if, if you don't want to use lethal force, there are holds that can be made. There are ways to restrain people before you go to that, that final level of, of lethality. Um, but but these things aren't necessarily trained to all officers or law, all law departments. And it, it requires special training. You get to work and things like that, uh, and not just physical things, but also that we have to be understanding of of. Social needs, uh, mental illness, address, all this stuff. Yeah. I think that, is that my hand doing
0: that? Oh. Yeah, I, that's, that's probably Marvin over there eating chips while you're trying oh, to talk, no, right? No. So that's, that's the problem right there. Marvin's over there eating potato <laughs> chips while you're talking.
6: <laughs> but but, but um, I'm trying to get back to the, to the protests that are happening here in town. Uh, and, and, and I applaud peaceful purpose. I do. Okay, that's the way you, as a citizens, we get our point across to the, the people that we voted in office to take care of things and, and get things done. That's true. That's but, true. But, uh, uh, and I can understand why the youth would take action, although maybe they have a half part in this because, hey, I was young once too. I was of a different kind of mind at one time. I only knew so much. Yeah. I knew what I thought was right. Maybe it was half right, who knows, and, and I you know did my thing, but i, I think what it really needs is is we as a community come together uh we work this out because because we should all be respectful of each other, we should all be courteous to each other yeah. and yeah. and uh, uh one note uh you're asking about what happens within the the community in my block here, there are several houses that have signs up, you know uh, the Black Lives Matters uh, signs up with names of people on it, things like that, and I can respect that. So I I could say more. I don't want to get any deeper water. Hey, we
0: go we are gonna get deep. We we just started. No don't 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 worry, man. We go, we just started.
6: I do not mean to offend anybody.
0: I do not no. I say something that's not my purpose. I
3: think I think, you know, something that you said that I think I feel a little bit differently. Is that I don't necessarily have faith in the system right now. Exactly, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, and and I think you know when you look at historically the years and years and years of brutality and oppression and discrimination, um, I I don't think about it as a couple of individual cops who are bad. I think of it as a systematic issue. And so that's where I'm super disheartened right now because I don't have faith in that system. And so when we see all of these kids that have really great intentions that are out protesting and, you know, people who are putting the signs in their front yard and they're doing all of these. Well, it's great for the movement. They're very superficial. And so it's like, what do we do to really, really move changes that will affect the system so that my kids and Tasha's kids and Callie's babies don't have the same experience 20 years from now. So that's that's just something that, you know, comes to my mind. Um, one thing I was just going to add to about protests um, of last night, and we have this, we're, we live in a pretty diverse neighborhood, which isn't necessarily representative of the rest of Placer County. And Callie can attest to that, I think. Um, But um, there was a group of probably six families with like four year olds and doing their own protest in our little teeny neighborhood. And um, that just really it actually like choked me up a little bit. It it brought it, it just that idea of, you know, starting your kids little and helping them understand what can they do to help change our system.
0: Makes sense. Makes Jen, sense. Pre- appreciate that, Jen. Uh, young Mr. Raymond, JJ, talk to
7: us. Yes, sir. Yeah, so for as far as what I see down the protest down here in Orange County, its um, I would say it started off really encouraging, but it's also been breaking my heart at the same time. Um, by encouraging, I mean that I see a lot of the generation of millennials and Gen Z actually use their voice and use their platform through social media to organize protests yeah. like down here we have one Instagram account, and it has every protest, time, organizer, purpose, what to wear for the pandemic, and what's our purpose, speakers, and that's been really encouraging to actually fight for oneness and really bring to attention that the system is broken. So that was really encouraging. I feel like I've seen every type of person, generation, be out there, but unfortunately, I don't know, I don't have the right words for it. But these peaceful protests have been hijacked, and I see a lot of people. Who unfortunately identifying with white supremacy, hijacking a lot of these peaceful protests right now. Orange County, I mean, there's people walking around the peaceful protests with lynchings and saying white lives matter. There are people doing the George Floyd challenge, if you're not familiar with that, at these protests. And it's like, wow, like this is what's going on in the protests right now. Yeah. And we're not seeing that at all, but we're seeing what's being, what malls being looted or what targets being burned down. And so it's very disheartening because. These peaceful protests from what they actually have the motives for, even just like it's people are hijacking it, and it's not showing the right image of what's going on here. And I think even just to go back it was just a little bit too of like, yeah, these protests are trying to battle the system and bring light to man. Our nation has been founded on a lot of things that should not be founded on, and unfortunately, I think because of people hijacking these protests, it's turned into something else right now. So. What I see right now is what's going to happen, especially after Juneteenth, like what you guys talked about, too. Unfortunately, here in Orange County, we've seen a lot of Instagram influencers get dressed up, get their makeup on, post her a picture of Black Lives Matter, hop in the car and leave. Or they'll hold up a power drill to try to fix something. And it's like that's not uh, reconciliation and that's not oneness and that's not advocacy. So unfortunately, I think people are just trying to take advantage of the situation right now. And we see a lot of that down here in Southern California.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a problem in and of itself. And I think, um, that, that'll, those folks will, I'm a believer in karma. Those, those folks will get weeded out and, and that'll get addressed. Either they'll, they'll lose their, uh, influence or they'll lose their positions. But again, I I think, um, being genuine, especially with something that matters to society and something that, that matters at at this type of scale is going to, going to resonate moving, moving forward. So, um, Excellent. Thank you guys very much. Um, Let me ask the next question here. Um, Where should efforts be focused, right, to help drive change in in policy, change in law, in perception, and in in just perspective? You know, is it as easy as saying, go out and vote? Uh, Is it organizing citizens' patrols? Uh, What can everyday citizens, what can the folks that are listening in and chiming in right now, what can they do today? To help drive change within within their their neighborhoods, uh, Scott. Let's go back to you first.
6: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, that's right. I, I get you when when you're not ready. That's all right. <laughs> no,
6: no, no. That's okay. That's all right. No, I, I can grab something out of the deep crevices of my brain. What's left of that's it? Right. Yeah, easy. Uh, anyway, I I feel it, it's. Uh, it's at the very basis. The very, very basis starts in the home. I think that that uh, uh, communicating with your family. See, our what our nation's over two hundred years old, right? Okay, and, mm-hmm. and they the nation's made tremendous mistakes in its time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is very young, right, compared to the rest of the world. No, if, I if, if you, right? I mean, you but, think about that.
6: Yeah, right. but but then but then. What's happened here is the fact that how can I put it without being rude?
0: Be rude. It's okay, brother. It's okay. okay. I, like I say, I own the platform. You know I, I, what? I, I can put an e explicit on this if we need to. You so, know, you know,
6: uh, your ancestors were brought a lot of a lot of your ancestors. Not everybody, but your 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 ancestors were brought over here on Portuguese strip Portuguese ships and sold. Okay, that. The, the, the matter of of slavery was goes goes back to a thousand BC. Okay. And and no it's not right. Obviously anybody with a moral comp well if you got a moral compass you can figure that out for yourself. But but it it was it was for lack of a better term, made right. I mean it was it was it was a business. It was is how you were treated back then, how they were treated back then, not you, how they were treated back then. I want to make sure you understand this.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: This goes back thousands and thousands of years ago. And that uh, uh, they thought it was right. They thought it was OK. They, they put a they put a, a, a value on on a certain species and and devalued another. And then, as a conquered, when when conquerors went through towns, they 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 took the conquered. They they took the ones that were worth working, and they made slaves out of them. The ones that weren't worth and weren't worth keeping as slaves were killed, and it just keeps on going and on and on and on and on. Finally, you come over here to our country, and this kind of continues on. And we have a civil war, it wasn't necessarily about slavery, but it had a major component. Now you get. The 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 uh, slaves supposedly released to freedom, uh, back in what eighteen seventy. Sure. I I forgive my history. Forgive my history. Okay, but and and, and again, you no know, disrespect anybody. So so now you've got all these you know hardworking majority of them on. Uh, un- or partially educated people, here's your freedom. Well, great, what do I do with it? I don't know, it's up to you now. And so, you have these people who were kept for so long that they don't know how to accept that responsibility or that ability to, to flourish. Some did, and, and we just keep on going on and on. I, I want to make you understand that, that uh, how I feel. Was that if you think something's okay to do today, if it's legal, if it's lawful, chances are you're probably going to do it. Okay, I don't. I, I whether it's moral or not that depends on your moral compass. Back then, I don't think they understood moral compass so much. Now we have uh, we have seen seen the the. the uh, Improvements. I, I I can't express enough. I know things aren't perfect in this country. Things probably never will be perfect in this country. But things have improved. They have improved. I've seen it. Yeah. And, so, and, and, and I'm sorry,
0: James. I'm sorry. No, no, no go ahead. I, I don't want to I, cut you off, but I, 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 I do have tangent. something to say.
6: Sometimes I go on tangents. I'm trying to get to a point. Sometimes you just can't quite make it.
0: No, no worries, brother. And I can, I can tell that. You're 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 struggling to find the right words to say, or you're or or you're trying yeah. to make amends for two hundred plus years of what not has a, happened.
6: And, not amends, but just an understanding where it, the way I see it, I don't. I, yeah. I'm saying that yeah. it, it's you know, uh, it's just for for instance, let's say, hey, uh, you know, Marvin, and I like to go out and have a hamburger. Well, what happens? If they say two hundred years from now. Animals have uh, voting rights, and uh, and don't please don't take it wrong. It's just a strange way out analogy. But all of a sudden now, now people two hundred years from now are going to look at me and Marvin as being vicious, vicious animals.
2: Yeah. You
6: know, not giving the not giving the, the creatures their rights and eating their flesh and so on like that. It's I know it's, it's a far out analogy, but but believe me, it's it's the way I the way I see it is if 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 something was lawful. 500, 200 years ago, and now we see it as being wrong, we learned. We learned. We developed the moral compass. We developed the, the, the appreciation of life. And, and the, the one thing I can really say here is, is that uh, it, I don't like, as soon as we start dividing people up in races, we've already created a division. The one thing that we can really say we have in common here is that we're all part of the human race. We're part of the human race. How we treat each other is going to ter- determine how this planet's going to turn out, and we got to treat each other with respect and consideration.
0: Understood. And but again, I, so let, let me pause real quick and just just what I'm seeing coming from the chats and what I'm thinking as well. I, I want you again to, and I, I think Marvin prefaced you. This is a safe zone, man. I mean, we, we are here just to have this dialogue and there, there's not necessarily a right or a wrong thing to say, but just the fact that we're having this conversation amongst ourselves, I think is education and is positive moving yeah. forward in and of itself. So, I mean, you, 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 you stated a couple of things that, uh, all right, this is me being frank and me being candid, that, that you're trying to make amends for the entire white, white race, right? For, for doing what they've done. I just want to hear from Scott how he sees today what 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 you're doing, what you're doing within your sphere of influence that five mile radius from your house to the to the local grocery store. How are you touching your area in your neighborhood to say this is wrong, this is right, and let's try to make some changes. Now, so, so that being said, Callie okay. and and Kelly right. and then Tosh, I, I I want to get yeah. your guys' perspective right. in terms of what what Scott has been what been saying. We'll start with you, Kelly. Don't don't let me make fun of your phone now. And just, you know just <laughs> you hey, uh, know you know we I I can break I can break some of the uh, you know some of the drama here and talk bad about your phone. You know, shouts out shouts out to Boost Mobile or, or T Mobile, whoever you on there. You you okay, Callie? Tosh, I'll I'll send it over to you. Let's let's go to you okay. before. Her. Um. Uh, got,
4: oops, oh, so sorry, but we got Callie. Go, Callie. <laughs> or maybe
6: not oh,
2: <laughs> uh,
0: it, it, this was not supposed to be a, a comedic show but uh, go, go right, ahead girl go ahead girl it's probably yeah. she's got four kids right i think so i mean that, that could be the thing too they could be back there streaming or something
6: i'd be on medication right now but that's <laughs> <laughs> mommy tosh,
0: me, yeah tosh I, let me finish yeah, on you.
4: yeah I'll, I'll jump in um So Scott, I heard a lot of what you said. Here's the thing though, is that we've got it. It's it's more than just saying what happened in the past and that we've made progress. The fact that Isaiah is about to start driving. I have a 16 year old that's out driving right now. I get scared every time he gets in a car because I don't know that he's going to come home. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's because the system hasn't fixed itself. Um, And I think that the only way that we can fix it is not just voting, which so we're in, I I live in Georgia. I told you that. And by the time we had our primary two weeks ago, and we all know what a cluster that was. Um, And um, we had a lot of people that thank God stood in line to vote for hours, but there were a lot of people that didn't go because the big elections were already decided, right? Um, Whether you're, whether you're a Republican or Democratic, each of them has their enough delegates. Um, and so stressing the importance of voting for your local government, right? The school board, the um, local sheriff. I did more research on who my school board post representative is this election than I've ever thought about doing because I care about what they're gonna put in the curriculum in my schools. Um, a couple of years, uh, two years ago, one of my younger sons, um, his football teammate, was in this elementary school where it was okay to have the kids during Black History Month take roles of the black kids being the slaves and the white kids being the owners. And, oh, by the way, dressed up mm-hmm. like a slave for this event. Really? it's It was 2018. Why is that a part of curriculum? No. So starting to change the dialogue at the very local level is where I'm choosing to make efforts. Also, um, how, I, how I engage with my kids, right? Um, I have a 16-year-old, as I mentioned, and then I have a 13-year-old. And my 13-year-old is super duper social. Um, he plays with everybody. He plays on multiple sports teams. We probably play on one of the most diverse um, baseball teams in West Cobb. And um, Cobb counties where we live. And um, we do that on purpose because we want his friends and our white neighbors to look at him and realize he's not a threat because the more exposure they have to him and our lifestyle that by the way, is just like yours, um, the less that they are seeing, you know, when they're going out, they're less afraid. And let's be real. There are moms all over my neighborhood that when they see us in Kroger or when they see other black people in different areas, they, they do that Ooh, hold onto their purse a little bit tighter. Um, and until yeah. you get to the point where they get used to seeing kids like that and adults like that, um, it's still going to be an issue. So I appreciate your, your stance, Scott, but the system isn't better.
7: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can I share real quick, James? Is that cool too, Mindy? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, Yeah like I appreciate, like I sense the heart of just like, hey, I want to make sure that there's equality, there's equity and there's oneness. But I feel like just in this time of like the posture of empathy and believing what our black brothers and sisters are sharing right now is true. And actually listening and saying, hey, I feel you and I hear you. And I think right now, I agree with Tasha when I actually look through the lens of 400 years of what the black community has experienced, I think that's trauma. And I don't think trauma disappears in a hundred years. 200 years 300 years 400 years it's inherited and so even though say in the laws that there's no more Jim Crow but there's modern Jim Crow like laws right now it's like that trauma gets passed down generationally as well too and I feel like if we don't process that trauma with the younger generation and say no the racism that you experience to this day is valid it's like then we're just going to share a complete narrative of like hey, we just make progression and things are getting better right now and your feelings and your experiences aren't valid. And I think that goes into like what Tasha's saying, like with like what we've been doing as a family is just like, have we been calling our representatives, even if we're not in California, have we been calling people in Louisville and actually asking, hey, what's going on with Brianna Taylor's case right now, you know? And are we actually making right decisions for our kids? For our kids being biracial, they're the only Asian Americans that live on the block of our neighborhood. And so it's like, man, how do we make sure our kids are known and seen and just don't fit into the model minority? I'm throwing a lot of words out here. I can explain later. But I just encourage you to even think like, man, where is the history coming from? Is it multiple different lenses? Is it just one history? And have you have we been looking through the past 400 years and realizing that even though the laws are different, the experiences and the trauma is still there? So I think if we don't do that, we're going to be still in the same cycle. And unfortunately- at the rates going it's still going to continue this way too. So that's just my perspective on no,
0: that. That, that. That's a good point. and And hold on to that, that thought, Jay, because I'm actually going to have you talk a little bit more about, uh, how you and and the young ones are addressing what's going on in, in today's world. So, uh, Kelly, I want to throw it over to you, but you've got to unmute yourself. Dead silence. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> she she, look, she knows her way around a, a camera, right? She can take some some pictures if you if you need some some photographs taken from graduation. But man, when it come to clicking on the on the live stream, Miss Tisdale, I'm talking bad about you because because I know your mama. Okay, I'm talking bad about you because I know your mama. Um, <laughs> that's all good, Jen. Let, let me let me let you chime in then while Kelly is still having some some issues.
3: Sure. Thanks. Um, So I think I'm with Tosh um, in that I think my focus has really been on our local level. And um, I think that, you know, when I look at our little community, our very suburban, very white centric community, um, I think my focus over the last couple of weeks has really been on how do I educate the people that are in our circles about what I experience as a mom of two Black kids, as a wife of a Black husband, um, I think there's this sense in our community that these things don't happen. These worries aren't mine. Um, so I've just been very vocal about, you know, helping people understand, like as Tosh was saying, Isaiah is going to be driving in a couple of months, like, you know, these are the things that I worry about. And helping people understand that, you know, socioeconomic status isn't necessarily something that makes all of those other racial issues go away. You know, we're in a middle upper class neighborhood. And so I think there's an assumption that this is something that happens in poor black neighborhoods. This isn't something that happens in our little suburbia that, you know, I call the Roseville bubble. (laughs) Um, So I think that's been one thing, you know, just little things like, you know, our, our police, Department um, had posted a thing um, saying, you know, every night at 846, go outside to just show your support of um, anti-racism and your support for justice. And, you know, the first night I went out there, I was the only person out there and I was pissed. And James is calming me down saying, well, maybe they don't know about it yet. And then the second night I went out there, I'm the only one out there. And the third night, I'm the only one out there. And then I put my little signs on the on the mailbox saying come join our family we're out here and then my signs get taken down the very first night um, so then i make a bigger sign and i plant it in the lawn and still yeah. I'm out. but it's yeah. that sense of i'm not giving up like i'm not giving up on helping my little community see things differently and that's something that i feel like i can you um you know Facebook battles. I think everyone's been in those lately. I know I see Callie in her Facebook battles all the time. I know Callie's lost clients and customers because of the Facebook battles. Um, but I've I've really, you know, been um been more prone to take those battles on in a very authentic way and with respect. Um but I'm itching to do more. So I'm itching to figure out what does this look at, like beyond my community, what impact can I have beyond my community? And I don't know what that looks like yet. Thanks. Toby wants
4: to say something, but before he chimes in, can I just say one other thing that Jen reminded me, which sure. was um, one of the things that I've taken on personally is being okay, making other people uncomfortable. Yes, it's always been okay to like, like, oh, don't worry about it. Or, you know, I know what you meant, and now it's, now I feel much more emboldened and, you know, it, it makes more sense to literally say, no, that's not okay. Or to call people out on stuff that you would have been like, oh, but I know their heart. No, it's bull. Um, I may know your heart, but you still said something that you shouldn't have said or done something that you shouldn't have done. Um, and yeah, I'm right there with you, Callie on those um, Facebook. Uh, there people that, you know, that before I'd be like, no big deal. Like, you know, they post something, I mind my business, right? I'll post my thing. Now I'm challenging and, and making, you know, what makes you think that? Why do you believe that? Um, so that's a, a bit different on the local. Um, Toby?
0: So, I mean,
2: if y'all don't mind me asking. I feel step, like in, a step
0: in there, brother. Go, go, go sure. get, get, get close to What's the microphone. Thing? Go. We, I've, I've we heard you talk before. Yeah, I'm I've heard you
2: talk. Different points, though, but with, as far as the, the, everything that's been repeated, it's a lot of because a lot of the younger generation and older generation. Never been, they've never been taught a lot of this stuff that's in school about racism, about slavery, about all this other stuff. So when a lot of them say, well, I never knew that, and they didn't, didn't understand why black, pe- black people in general are treated certain ways, it's because nobody really understands a lot of what went on in the past. It's it's always brushed over, maybe studied in February for like a couple of weeks, and then everything else goes on. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a case where they did not know, and the thing is, you can keep saying I didn't know, but at some point in time, you have to take the time to go study and see what's going on, because it's plenty of information out there to help you understand what's been going on generationally. Right. And the other point I'm gonna say about police training. I think they're trained differently at the academy. You train one way at the academy. Where a lot of this other stuff that transpires and what goes on in the street is the training officers. So if there's no checks and balances with your training officer and what they do normally, they're going to think it's the same thing that we're supposed to do all the time. you know. And some yeah. of them are still to either go against it and not understand that I know it's wrong, but it's the one that's training. So he has my career and my life in his hands at this point. So I don't know how to combat back there and say, what do I need to do? Because there's plenty of times where somebody might have said something about training officers doing this. But because this person's right. been in the force for a while, it gets brushed under the rug.
0: Mm-hmm. So Toby, gonna- don't go too far, brother. Don't, don't yeah. go too far because, cause, and the reason being there, there's a comment that's, that's in the stream that I want you to interact with and, and answer as well. But, now that we we do have Callie back, uh, I I want to make sure that she gets a chance to to chime in on this second question. And if you can unmute yourself, that'd be that'd be great.
2: You might have to type it in the comments to tell
0: them you. Sorry. I
2: think you Every,
0: everybody talking bad about you. You you gotta you gotta you gotta redeem yourself, honey. I can only hear the question is uh what can what do you think everyday citizens you know the folks in your neck of the woods in in your neighborhood what can they do today to help drive drive some positive change from your perspective
1: i think some of the things is like just like racial comments that honestly have been made to me my whole life that i really didn't realize were racist until getting older like you're you're the whitest black girl i've ever met like people hmm. shouldn't say those kind of things like black people aren't like a wild species or something like we're the human race just like you there's no such thing as the whitest black person i've ever met like i just don't get like and like you're like i always was told like you're an Oreo. like you're white on the inside black on the outside you're pretty for like teaching your kids to not say those kind of comments like they're just not okay i don't know where or this like it even started to just that that was okay like it's like growing up those were just comments that were like mm-hmm. that's funny like that's nice like and i feel like people just breathe that into their kids like saying those kind of things is totally fine i think things like that need to be more awareness that it's like not okay to say those kind of comments to people that they can be hurtful but it's always just you always would take it and be like
7: oh well they don't mean it like
1: that we're friends you know like they're just trying to be funny they're trying to be nice but as i got older i realized like those really aren't okay you know and then yeah. also people just taking everything like as a joke like there's been i've seen so many like memes and everything like black lines matter that like i don't know like it's just like people have made all of this into such like a it's just like kind of like a hysterical for some people
0: yeah and that, and that's completely that's a, that's but unfortunate
1: taking it a little bit more seriously would help out
0: yeah yeah I, I completely agree with you on that um I'll try, I'll, I'll chime in with, with, with my perspective as we get a little t- closer to the end, but thank, thank you for that. Uh, I, I want to go back to some things, some things that are passing through the comments because I, I again, we want to make this interactive and I'm flexible and I like to move on the fly here. So let, let me start with Marvin, you and Scott and then, uh, Toby, this is the question that I wanted you to engage with. Uh, Dave Natividad, I've, I've known this guy. For a long time, good man, right here. You know, American, independent, neutral, red or blue. Explain the system, right? We we, we all know what the system is. Explain, explain from your perspective what you feel is broken. Uh, and, and Marvin, let, let me start with you, and then throw it over to Scott, and then we'll go over to to Tobe.
5: Well, it's it was built broke. You know, you know yeah. how when you build a computer, <clears throat> you put in junk, you get out junk. So it was. Trash when it was put together, and that's the trash that's coming out now. Um, it needs to be revamped, reformed, like the police department is being reformed. Um, and also, our community has to be reformed. Because you got the the young kid on the corner making in a day what I make in a month. How are you going to convince him to come off the street corner to knuckle down and put, put in the hard work like you and I have been doing? Or everybody here has been doing, you know. They don't think they're gonna live that long, so they don't care. Uh so they- wait a minute, so let, let me stop on
0: that. So who doesn't think they're gonna live that long? That that's I mean that's I don't want to gloss over that. Who, who are you referring to,
5: Manette? I'm talking you know, the little kid corner dealing drugs. You know, uh trying to make his hustle. Yeah. They're they're making buku money on the street at night. They ha- they don't have to hustle. they don't have to uh, go to school do the job because they got that instant fast money. There's no reason for them to go to school to put in the hard work uh, to go to to technical training school to, to 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 raise a family. They don't have that support system and it started with the, the family. They don't have that support system at home. Uh, mom and dad putting their foot up their ass, telling them, "Yo, don't bring that garbage here. You got to." F- do what you need to do. Go to school, learn. Because that's when the
4: system originally got broken, right? right. When we have laws that don't support, um, that in, that that penalize without equity. When black men are getting, you know, sentences that are two and three times what white counterparts are for the exact same or lesser crimes, um, the system starts out broken, and you don't have two family homes. And you don't have right. that income and you don't have that generational wealth that can be built because the system is broken starting at the very very beginning
5: yeah now we're still with the with the drug dealer on the corner now you got the marijuana shops going up but they're still going to arrest the black kid on the corner for selling marijuana to to the to the, the white guy in suburbia that comes to the hood to buy their marijuana but the the it gonna be
7: a white guy <laughs>
5: But the dispensary, right. it's like they money. It's a reality. It's a reality. Yeah, yeah. but the, and and the guys that have been incarcerated for selling drugs, are they going to let them go because marijuana is now illegal and it's now legal in some states? You know, it's no it's, because prisons are set up to be the modern
4: day slave camps. Yes, they, yeah. that's yeah. all it is. It's a business where large corporations are making money off of black men that are incarcerated.
0: Yeah. yeah so well, I, I mean I, um, I think so so scott before you go on and i think just uh and, and i'll let you chime in as well so 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 dave uh brother David, I, I think what, what we're saying is yeah the system in and of itself was never geared towards everybody right it uh, all lives all people Aren't cre- weren't created equal when when the when the papers were drawn on this country wow. on, on this country. Well, so, right. so 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 that's where our perspective is coming at from when when we say that the system is broken. So all, all of these people that are going around now, let's tear down these Confederate statues. Let's rename bases. Let's make Juneteenth a uh, federal holiday. This is the right conversation to have, right? I mean, we we need to start have We should have been having these types of conversations before. Yeah. This is what's slowly going to help fix the system and make it right for everyone. So, so, so yeah, the, the system was broken when it was made and it's unfortunate. And, and, and I swear I take this to heart. That's, that's, that, that's why, you know, I, I get a little emotional here. Why does it have to take so many folks to go through hell and trauma and, and, and death before you wake up? Right Be- before we start making these changes, wh- why do I have to? I'd rather have a conversation w- with you guys about much more lighter topics. But you know, this is this is our duty to have these types of conversation. This is why Scott, you're here. This is why JJ, you're here. Right. I'm I mean, again different types of conversations. Part one was just a room full of black dads who have been. Pulled over by the police who have, have gone through the, the search and been, um, assumed guilty before. And so we've gone through that. We've, we've lived that every, every single day of, of the year. I've, I've told my kids how to engage with law enforcement should they ever get, get pulled over. Right. So, so, I mean, that's a real conversation that I have to have yes. with, with my kids as opposed to. My neighbor may be having to have with a, with with someone when they get pulled over. So, backing up to Dave, to Dave Natividad, that's why we're having this conversation, and that's why the, we really feel that the system, in and of itself, is inherently broken. It can be fixed, and and again, it, it's unfortunate that that it takes these types of situations to happen, but. We think that this types these types of conversations, these types of dialogue, these hard conversations going back and forth, getting, you know, the voices getting a little loud whenever they need to be, I'm sweating. I got to go off camera every now and then cuz I start sweating here, but 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 this this is what drives, this is what drives progress. So, uh I, I want to Go good. Can
3: I jump in? Yeah. Um, I'm used to Zoom where I can like raise my hand.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm just going to jump in. Um, yeah, I think yeah. the other thing, David, that, you know, if you just, you know, everything that James said, yes, absolutely. Everything Tasha and Toby said, absolutely. But if you even just look at what's happened in the last two months and look at things like Ahmaud Arbery, where it wasn't just a couple of crazy white supremacist dudes that shot him. It was a whole justice and criminal justice system behind that that allowed nobody to be held accountable, allowed that to be swept Mm -hmm. under the rug. You look at Breonna Taylor, same thing. It's like it wasn't just, you know, a bad cop that made a bad decision or a bad choice in barging in and starting to shoot. It was a criminal justice system that arrested her boyfriend for protecting his family. So that's where, you know, when I think about it's a whole system, it's not just the single act, it's what happens after the act. And just in these last few instances that have really brought a lot of this to the surface in people's eyes, there are very concrete examples of how it's more than an individual. It's about the whole system that's supporting that individual.
4: Yeah, none of yeah. this is
2: on video. The thing that I want to add, though, and and I'm gonna say this because when I said and made the statement about training officers, my father was the Atlanta Police Department. Mm-hmm. He was in the Atlanta Police Department for 27 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he was on the street. He trained at the academy, and I know the guys who he's trained, and I know what they were about. So that's the thing. Is like you take, and I'm not saying at this point it's not just a few bad apples. It's a whole barrel. You know, but like I say, that, that's where it comes in, where you have to have those checks and balances with your training officer. You have to have those where if this one particular officer who's been training a number of guys, if there's been multiple complaints about him, that's where the investigations need to start. And nobody does that because a lot of that stuff is swept under the rug. He's been here for a while, or we don't want him to lose his pension. And I'm like, dude, he's been doing the same thing over and over again. The same police officer that killed. George Floyd had a number of complaints about him.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Over the years, it wasn't just one incident. He had a number of complaints about him and nothing was ever done. So when I see that, and I know now, my father be trying to be crazy, see a lot of this stuff, and he's seen it before. But it's like I say, it's about those guys who are being trained by people that's already in the street. They have a certain idea how they think things should be, and it's about time to just wash all those guys out. And figure out a new way of doing things and training and have a better checks
0: and balances because there yeah. are some good
2: cops out there. I'm yeah. not going to lump all those
0: guys. Much. Me, you know? I mean that that's uh, that's easier said than done, and I think that I mean, but but you know, I think that's the right thing to do. But again, uh, I think that that's easier said than done, and uh, I don't I don't even want to use this phrase because I, I'm, I'm not a fan of 45. Uh, but I would say it's 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 time to. Uh, Time to clean up a little bit. Let, let, let me say, right, it, it is time to, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't want to quote 45 because I, I just don't.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah, but I mean, my
2: thing is we're really cleaning up and we talked about voting at the local level. But the okay. thing is, you've got a lot of these guys that's been in the system for a while, a lot of the politicians that's already there, there's nobody yeah. running against them. So they don't feel threatened. They don't feel like they need to change anything because it's been working or it's been working for us. So why should I change anything? It's nobody running against me. So why would I have to change anything until it affects me directly?
0: So, so part of the question was, and and then I'll go into the into our, our third one. But was is it just getting people to vote? But you know, if they're not going out there and vote, what else can we do? I mean, and I, and, I, and I'm really vote ask, vote. asking the question to the five other vote to the smart people on on the, on the call here. Well, yeah. You
5: know, I Education because <laughs> Education. No. Uh, black history is not in the schools, except no, like history not. month So, uh,
3: it is in February, yeah. even then,
5: it's the same five people, <laughs> right?
3: Yeah.
5: You the about the same five people every February. They I, saw Trump. A, I saw a political cartoon where a white kid and black kid walking down the street, and the black kid has a bunch of books, and he's like, uh something to affect like why are you still studying black history? why is there a Black History Month? He's like, well, Black History Month for you, not me <laughs> Black history is year round right even though the younger kids now still don't know the black history of what what went on was uh, the different things that have happened during the history. Um, yeah, education, more education, education with the, with the police. Uh, some sensitivity training, uh, telling the new recruits to stand up when they see something wrong. Like I said, I'm I'm an aircraft mechanic. I'm an instructor now. Um, And I tell the young guys, say, Hey, if you see something wrong, say something, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. don't let let the senior guy that intimidate you and saying, Oh no, this right. This is how we do it. This is how we do things. No, you have a manual of how things supposed to go. Uh, And I tell, uh, the new students, when I when I get them sometimes, depending on how they're going, I said, basically, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. I care about 120 plus people on the aircraft. So if you do something wrong, I'm going to say something. If, if you do keep making that same mistake, I'm going to keep saying it over and over again until, okay, now there's a problem. We need to address, address this problem. Same with the cops making uh, the the uh the, the all the incidents that's that's going on with the with the abuse. Something happened. Okay, tell him. This is not right, you can't be doing this. He does it again. Hey, we told you, stop doing this. And it keeps continuing and continu- continuing and continuing with no uh punishment. It's like, okay, we need to get you out of here because you're not doing what you need to be doing. Yeah. Those young rookie cops need to stand up and be like, yo, cross that little that blue line that you have. And say, hey, this ain't right. I'm speaking up. We need to stop this. So, until they get the, excuse me, ladies, but the balls to stand up and say it, it's. Watch out fine. now. Watch out now. It's, not it's all good, but It's all they good. They need to have that support
2: when they do stand up and say
6: it, though.
5: Yeah, they I get like black
6: it. people. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what's going to change as far as the law enforcement side of it goes. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, as I understand it, you know, you're, you're, um, Your law enforcement unions um, come to the aid of a lot of people, many times rightfully so, sometimes wrongfully so. Uh, the unions are there also to protect us. Uh, I, 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 I get into it. My take on it and other people's take on it is that um, the unions could actually be used as a liaison. Uh, well, we're getting away from this anyway. Um I, I I think that the unions need to be reworked. I think there needs to be laws put in place that where there are these the bad players that come out to mind that this should be taken care of and nipped in the bud right away. Uh, along with Marvin, education, honest, truthful education. Not, whether it hurts or not. The you, well, it's going to hurt. I mean, truth yeah. hurts. You know. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, no. No, no. I mean,
0: I, the hard the hard conversations it, need to happen. And, and, and again, and, I think.
6: Right. and and so it needs to be uh but but not just the schools again in the homes yeah if, if you don't teach your children to respect other people res, respect your neighbor respect you know uh, and if you're not being treated right then you go get help yeah but but um uh, respect goes on both sides of the fence and that and it's not just respect for people it's respect for rules and laws of order. Yeah. Let's face it. If we have an un, un, unlawful society, it's nothing but chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, one, one word about the law, the, the law, the law is about dis, uh, desert desertion and, and not so much about law enforcement and, and, the, and you got to have that play in there. You got to be able to communicate with people yeah. in
0: both ways.
6: So, but I, I, and and getting out there, being uh, as as adults, uh, I, I know I I have a habit of carrying on a conversation with people I don't know, uh,
0: and and I don't care if you're. There's nothing wrong with that. man. No man, just,
6: my kids get all stiff and nervous because uh, you know you know what what's dad
0: going to say now? Yeah, what's you dad going to yeah, say now?
6: Say <laughs> now is exactly yeah, right. Yeah. God that if my if my kids don't even know I'm on the thing right now. If my kids are watching it, they're probably freaking out. But <laughs> but but uh gosh darn it, I was gonna go with a really good point here. And, and that's rare in my my case. Um uh, gee whiz, I, well, <laughs> I saw I saw
5: the little comment that uh Sarah put up about it being ingrained. It is ingrained in both cultures with the, the police. Uh, and in the the African American community, to um, yeah, that's the one right there. Uh, it's it needs to be whatever uh, uningrained. We need well, to well, yeah, slowly, slowly teach them how to you know stop, no, stop it. it. I, I was I was talking to my wife this morning.
6: It says, "Gee whiz, when I was a kid." Okay, a, a few days ago. No, uh, you know it, you you and I was just a child. But you you heard the term Negro all the time, and then you hear the term the other N word, the other way they say it. I, I and, and, well, that's okay. That's something else to talk about, which is kind of like a, a double mixture. I, I worked in a in a location where uh, I had a blended work group that I was working with, and everybody's having a good time, getting along, and, and being you know free and talking and joking around. And next thing you know, once uh, one uh, black guys or one black guy I was calling the black guy, the N word. And I'm going, what? Hmm. You know what I mean? I, it, it, to me, I thought that was kind of like, come on. Why, what do you, you know, I guess they're joking, but I mean, gee whiz. I mean, if, if you're going to, it's a double standard thing. Uh, if, if I didn't know any better and if I had just a few neurons short of a synapse, I would have thought that, well, gee whiz, I guess it's okay for me to call that person
0: that too. You know, uh, uh, that's not the way it uh, is. They would I, 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 I I tell you, what, brother, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a DJ. Don't 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 mess around and slip. Yeah, don't don't mess don't don't mess around and slip up and and and, and take take this conversation to a whole nother level. So I'm i I'm gonna just throw that right right. I'm I'm moving okay. my microphone. Ooh, yes. Don't. <laughs> but but I but I hear you. know, no, it it makes sense, man. And that that's a double standard, I think that that we in our society and in, in our entertainment and and right and and just. Th- that that needs to be addressed and that needs to be dealt with as well. But well, that well, that yeah, they're, they're, that's yeah. not.
5: So. The, the, what he was saying about the N word, mm. um, I just learned some some new history on that. You know, the hip hop culture is trying to make it a good thing. You know, a brother, a brotherly, yo, what's up, brother type thing. When out, it, no. it, when it when it came from the negative with the white man calling them the N word and this and that breaking them down. But then there's more history to that, to where uh, I was talking to some African friends who born and raised in Africa from the homeland. They said uh, it's actually a name of real royal. So when they came here, I'm a, you know I still don't use it. I can't use that word.
0: Yeah, it's so uh, I'm
5: it's still you know hey I'm a negro, negro, this and that, blah blah blah. And so, oh you 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 a nigger. So boom 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 they beat them down. But that word with the translation, they couldn't pronounce the word. So it's actually came from royalty. So like kings, queens type thing. So the white man made it a negative. Now the hip hop culture is making it positive again. You know, you're not going to call me that word till still today. But that's more history, more education that needs to be brought out. Mm-hmm. i'm uh i'm uh
0: I'm, I, I hear you brother i i hear you but i'm i'm starting to get the okay I'm, I'm trying to relax right now because he we we about to y'all we about to set it off up in here and okay i'm i'm, I'm gonna stay you? focused because again i'm here to moderate but but so let me let me pause scott thank you for bringing that up right and and for being comfortable in at least addressing that and 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 Hearing and seeing the reaction, I don't know. So if you, if you play this video back, you probably gonna see me twitching. You probably gonna see Toby. <laughs> I mean, you probably gonna see Toby and Tosh over there. You know, uh, right? Again, right. Yeah. So, but again, because there's still that that incredibly negative connotation about that, and that has to adjust and that has to change. But but just the fact that you were able to bring that up, I swear there were. 485 people that are listening and watching right now on the, on the backside at, at watch parties who had the same question or wanted to say the exact same thing, but they're, they're not oh. typing it in. So, so we, we thank you for that. Callie Tisdale is having a hard time with her internet. So, okay. not, oh. so, you know, she, she's probably on, on that dial up, you know, the Hughes net. I, I, I'm not sure what she's using. I'm, I'm just going to leave that alone. Callie, Fair you good? Can, can you, can you talk now? Can you talk, Allie? Oh, she on mute. Oh, my God. There you go. Kelly, it's all you. I'm going to start the first question, this last question with you, because it, I think it's and then I'm going to go over to JJ. Um, what messages and we've already talked a little bit about this. What messages are you sharing with your children? You know, if, if you've got them and. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what <laughs> yeah she's got she's got four of them what message are you sharing with your children in terms of what's happening today and what's happening now in terms how to see some positives see the reality move forward uh whatever the case may be w- what are you talking to your kids about when it, when you're around the uh around the dinner table with you? it's all you Kelly.
1: Um, so the twins, I have I been mean, there too. So they, I haven't really spoken anything to them. But Daxon is um, almost five, so we took him to protest. He was able to like see it. Um, we've been talking about how people um, during this time are were teaching people to, like love people no matter the color of their skin and accept them, but also to um, take in that uh, like what well, we've been through. We have that talk about different things like um like tons of like uh you know slavery and everything we've talked with him about it uh we told him you know there's some cops that don't like you because of the color of your skin and but they're not all bad and uh just kind of like getting into little different things that we'll have to talk about with him when he's older but as far as the other ones we haven't really said anything too because they're mm-hmm. so young stuff.
0: Mr. Raymond, what about you? You've got uh, some impressionable, you've got a impressionable young young daughter who sees everything and soaks it up like a sponge, right? And You've got another young one who is just now um, seeing the world, but talk to us about your, your oldest and what you and your wife are, are talking about, about today's situations around the dinner table.
7: Yeah, no, and I think for us, it's more than a dinner table conversation. It's probably every day and almost every moment, it seems like right now, because Carly and I are talking about it constantly. And we feel like if we aren't, then we're going to be doing a huge disservice at the same time. But for us, um, our daughter already sees ethnicity, already sees different cultures. And she's unfortunately already experienced racism at the age of three years old, too. And we had college students make fun of her eyes. And all that stuff. And it just breaks my heart for, for being half Asian American, half Korean American, for the experience at age three. It's like, if we don't have these conversations with her, the topic of ethnicity and culture, it's like, are we actually setting her up well for the future? And so there's kind of two things we're focusing on, particularly with this time, with everything going on with the Black community. And that right now is, hey, you need to see, we're trying to encourage you, and like, you need to see ethnicity and not say, I see one ethnicity. Like, I see that you're Black. I see that. There are Latino brothers and sisters. I see that they're Asian American brothers. It's like, you need to recognize and bring dignity to who they are and what their ethnicity is. And so with that, we have been talking about differences and about like, yes, um, your friend at church is black and he is going to experience something very different than you are when you are a young adult. And so we're actually having these conversations. Now we have this conversation. we bring them to a peaceful protest and we're just trying to expose her as much as possible and realize, yeah, like, as an Asian American woman, you will have some privilege compared to Latino women and black women, and trying to encourage already like how do you steward that privilege and the resources that are given to you so something that we're really trusting and trying to talk with Naomi right now is this three step process of how do you reconciliation? how do you relocate so your circles aren't mono and that there's so many different cultures and that there's these ethnicities around you, then how do you redistribute the resources that you've been given as well as your finances? Is it your time? Is it, um, an advocacy of voice, how to be an ally? And then kind of this other part that we're starting to venture into here is just recognizing and telling her that, Hey, like you are Asian and it's not by fault. You are half white and that's not by fault. And, You are going to have a very unique story, and you just need to remember that there are people out there that will use that against you, but you should be proud to be multi-ethnic. And so we're just trying to speak belief into our two girls right now and realize that, one, because we're Asian American, we are going to have privilege, but we need to be an advocate and an accomplice for the Black community. So particularly, we're doing that with our family right now.
0: So. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate that. And I, I was going to dive into some extra things with you, but you, you kind of touched on them. So let, let me still ask you this in, in your in your nine to five. Right. I mean, I mean, so, so you're out there talking to students, impressionable, 18 to 20 some years old from a spiritual perspective. Right. <laughs> Working with crew. What what are the conversations that you're having right now at crew and at your virtual uh, Sunday services about what's going on right outside the door of, of, of your home. Right. How was that dialogue going with with folks that are reading the book, but after service, after 11 o'clock, putting the book down and and going out there and saying whatever they're saying. I mean, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
7: I feel. Yeah. And I think that's something that unfortunately being like in full time ministry has been very disheartening of that. The Bible And the church has been very complicit with racism. It's actually been some of the founders of the Chateau principle, you know, when slavery Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. started. And it's just like, as Christians, as a church, we fail tremendously, man, you know. And even though the Bible is saying, like, the image of God that all people are made equally and they deserve equity and they deserve to be seen for who they are made to be, like, the church is not doing that right now. So we're having those beginning conversations with our college students. And there's a word that's been going on right now. Um, You guys might be familiar with it, but it's like decolonization, you know, And just like realizing and deconstructing everything that we've been learned and because it's been taught through a certain lens. So with our students, we just started recently, like let's start back with like the story of creation. Okay. Like there's a reason Mm -hmm. that God made Adam and Eve and gave them ethnic identity and cultural identity. And that's not by fault. And we talk a lot about, the nations, the cultures, because a lot of these students have never heard that before. Unfortunately, our students have never, they think that social justice, a human rights issue right now going on is not a gospel issue. So we're trying to bridge those again and say, no, like if you're following Jesus, man, like this is something that you're called to do is to fight for oneness. And so there's been a lot of hard conversations. Um, We are a nonprofit. We've seen um, financial support fall off because people disagree that this is not true and this is not a biblical thing. We've had seen students leave the ministry as well because this is like, yeah, this is not a Jesus, but no, it is. So right now we're just trying to encourage students to realize that, man, Jesus is not white. He's not, he does not bleed America. He does not bleed all this. And we're trying to say that the Bible, yes, has been used for horrible behavior and horrible actions, but that was through a lens that is definitely not of Jesus. So right now we're using the word deconstruction and trying to really point our students to like, man. What does the Bible actually have to say about this missing culture? So that was a lot, but yeah. No, I mean, and that's a good point,
0: and I think it, it resonated as you see with the the comment that we get on the screen right now. Right, the Bible does not promote uh, hate and horrible behavior, but you know, society people have manipulated the word. So I, I think that's a that's a a key point that Michelle brings up. So I appreciate you for that. Jen, where, where, where are you, right? In terms of, I, I I know, but you know, for for all the folks watching, right? (laughs) I mean, mean, because again, I mean, you brought it up, right? You're, you're the only one in the neighborhood out here, right? For the amount of time to, to, to show solidarity. But, but tell, tell everyone else again, you know, the conversation that, that you have with an impressionable 18 year old and how old is Isaiah? Uh, (laughs)
4: Oof, almost, Six, 16. almost
0: sixteen. <laughs> I wish I wish this was more than coffee, but it's only coffee, you guys. But so Yeah.
3: So I mean I think we've had all of the typical conversations with our kids about, you know, if you get pulled over it where are your hands on the wheel, all of those things. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of our conversations have been directed at Isaiah because he's a black male and um, something that really resonated with me recently is, you know, and James, you know, this Jordan is forever leaving her wallet in the side pocket of her car and it's parked out front and we're like, always yelling at her like you're going to get robbed people are going to break into your car and she told me the other day she does that so she can get it easily if she gets pulled over and like I just we didn't have that conversation with her explicitly we've had it with Isaiah we've had it in general but that was just that was a big that just like opened my eyes a little bit more um into what she's thinking um I think you know one of the things is she was choosing a college Um, I know James was as well, but I was really pushing her to get out of our community to get into an urban. (laughs) <laughs> whatever, too far from her mama. <laughs> um, but, you I'm know, I God. really, I, I want both of them to get out of this Roseville suburbia bubble and experience the world in a way that um, that we haven't exposed them. I mean, obviously, I think we've given them a great life mm-hmm. and I wouldn't trade anything for the world. But I also am recognizing as they get older that they need to see more than what's in our our little world. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of conversations, you know, I think um, I don't know if it's more conversation or more. I mean, Tosh knows James. Well, you all know. I'm, I'm, you know, pretty vocal, and I'm, you know, very much an advocate. And um, I don't see that as much as in, in my kids. And I wish they were more. Um, I wish they were more. They they spoke more than they do. You know, I can give you a very specific example jordan i think it was her freshman year um she had a kid in her math class that was wearing a confederate flag sweatshirt to school a couple days a week and i didn't hear about it from jordan i heard about it from another mom who had a kid that was in the class and it was like why didn't that bother her so i think that's what i worry about is have we have we raised them to you know or are they in this world where they think that you know that's just the way it is? Just ignore it. Like I want them to have more fire in their belly. I want them to, um, I want them to stand up more. Um, so I don't know how better to model that for them. I don't know if that was even the yeah. question. That's what's on my it's mind. All, it's, it's all
0: good. good. That was that, that was from the heart. And before I flip it over to to you, Scott and Marvin, and I'll, I'll just answer and say that I've been pleasantly surprised and um, impressed with our kids responding on their own social media feeds to what's going on right so so they again i'm not going to use the urban dictionary statements i'm not going to use their woke i'm not going to use those statements but i'm going to say they are aware of what's going on and they know the difference between what they what is right and what is wrong and they are Right. again. I, I always talk about your sphere of influence, the folks that you have direct contact with, and that you can help guide and 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 converse with. So they are aware of what's going on. They are talking amongst their peers, and they are helping driving change amongst their peers. So we did our thing, right? Um, <laughs> they're they right they right gonna right. be they're gonna be all right. They're gonna be all right. And,
4: and again, to have five against the screen. <laughs>
0: But, 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 you know, again, she's, she's, she's going off to UCLA, right? She's, she's leaving the Northern California area and she's going to be thrown into
5: the heart of it. She's
0: just going to be thrown into the, into the firestorm, which is good. Right. And I think, and she is definitely strong enough and she is uh, aware enough to go the right path. She may veer off a little bit. She may fall down. I want her to fall down. I, I, then I want her to get back up, and I want her to learn from it. And I think she will be at the end of the day, she will be a better person for all of her experiences. So, 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 Mama, you you, you did a good job. Congratulations. You got a kid going to college. I can't retire yet. Uh, <laughs> Scott and Scott and Marvin, let me let it. Let me let you talk right now before I start thinking about how much tuition is going to cost me. Uh, <laughs> God. Oh, uh, bah, 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 bah. you know, uh,
6: what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> the, the,
0: the question was, uh, what messages are you sharing with your children in terms of what's That's happening right. now? Yeah, right. it's all okay. good, but.
6: Well, first of all, you know, I've got three adult children. So, uh, and I, I, I feel with a, a, a terrific mother that they had, have, uh, I know yeah, Watch out. I saw him
0: walking in the background. I don't know me yeah, had. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I,
6: I used to be careful every time I went out on mission when I came home Marvin's car was parked out front. I don't know what that was all about, but i just decided to mow my lawn, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> Guess no. who's coming to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh,
6: I I I think we did I think we did a a, a good job on raising three good citizens. Uh trying to instill upon them that, that there should be respect again, like back to what I said before uh, for all involved here, that we all have a contribution that we can make. Uh, I, I encourage them to, to speak with people and then they're, and they're, they're, they, they, I don't know. They don't get involved in, in activism. Uh, they've, they're, busy trying to make their own lives happen. Uh, I'm not of the financial means to send my kids off to school and stuff like that. That was a tough thing. Two of them were able to... Gr- well, actually, y'all went to college. One has a degree, and two of them have degrees. Yeah. Uh, they're hard I hear, work... I, I hear mama back there setting you straight, man. Yeah, yeah, what, yes, what, what, that, you know, That's why she's <laughs> <why> there. <laughs> um, golly, uh
0: Well, you, and, and I guess, let me, I guess I'll interject because you're in a different season than the rest of us are, right? Yours have already gone through, they've left the house. Yeah. They've come right. back yeah. and eaten all your right. food and, and they've yeah, they well, left again. Exactly,
6: so. Yeah, sometimes they go over and eat theirs. But yeah, uh, oh. but yeah I, I, so, so I don't, uh, my influence, my influence, my influence that I can provide is that, uh, is staying open with the open communication, with the, with the, hmm. uh, with the families and people around me now. It, yeah. Yeah. You, you look at my neighborhood, you think it's predominantly white and it is, but we do have people of color here. We, we have uh, young kids that have been brought into homes that were like right next door to me. I have two young ladies that are married and, and they, they, they foster kids and they end up adopting uh, uh, two of them and they've got a third one. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's another, it's another topic of conversation, but, but, but two of the kids are of color. OK. Taken from their homes for who knows what reason. We don't talk about it because it's it's confidentiality. I know that in one case was uh, drugs. But uh, down the street, we have uh, two wonderful young girls that I've watched grow since they were like in, I don't know, sixth grade, fifth grade. And now they're both going into high school now and and watch them develop and, and get them involved with with communication, with with. Talking with older people—that's another thing. That the young people, I can recall, you couldn't carry on a conversation with the young person. They—they—they they, they were, you know, they—they uh, they didn't know how to communicate with older people. I mean, it was—it was like it—it it was a blank stare. You try to joke with them or something like that—blank stare. And now. Oh, great. Now you got the social media where they're down like this all the time. I'm surprised their necks aren't cut like that all the time. It's just, you know, they're, they're missing this. They're missing this. Contact. Yeah. Contact. And um, and that's why I try to impress on uh, uh, in my neighborhood is contact with people. And that's why I like my neighborhood because we're all pretty communicative. We communicate pretty well together and we respect each other's rights. And that's. My
0: two cents. I like it. I like it. Appreciate that, man. Mm -hmm. Mr. Hill, talk to me. I I I see you back there. You stewing. You got something on your mind. What you got something on your mind, man? You know. No. Yeah. Talk. Talk to us. Talk to us, Georgia Tech. Talk to us. I mean, I understand what you're saying,
2: and it's true because, like you say, it's it's it is harder to communicate with a lot of the young kids today because it's always about the 140 characters I have the longest supposed to be with with a tweet or a Snapchat or something. Because it's like, if it's not on Snapchat, it's not on Twitter, it's not, it's not true. You know, so that, that's, that's kind of one of the ways they communicate. But, I mean, it's, it's hard to find common ground, but you need to. You know, and, and it's like yeah. just being, just for the last six years, being a high school coach, that was a different experience for me. Just again, learning how to communicate with the young, trying to get through to them and understand what's your point of view, and trying to have open conversations with them. And it's it's not hard. You just got to put in extra work, you know. It's, I guess it was the same way with us without the, without the phones. you know. But
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, and see that that's why I wanted you to inter- inter- interject right because you're a sports coach. You are. A very influential person in those young men's lives that are out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got them out there running routes, and you you got them doing those things. But they spend a lot more time with you sometimes than they do with other folks, and they'll probably share more things happening in their in their social lives with coach probably than they will mom or dad. So, I mean, that's why I definitely want to you to go from time to time. They do. I mean,
2: but then, like I said, you have to find. A line too that you can't cross with those yeah. with those conversations, and you know when they do get kind of want to get too deep. That's like no, that's the conversation you need to have with your parents. You know, I can't give you uh, a certain way to try to handle something. You need to talk with somebody that knows that situation a little bit more in and out. You know, and and it's going to be able to help you more because I can help you to a certain extent, but it's about what mom and dad can do.
0: That's fair, and I, and I, 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 uh, I appreciate that, and I can respect that. Um, Tosh, you got you got two boys in your house that mm. uh, you know, listen at you mm, that are eating yeah. all your food. Like uh, yeah. They 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 probably at somebody's tennis court right now or or whatever. But but you no, know. the
4: sixteen year old made it home while we were talking.
0: Okay, uh, okay. So he,
4: popped, he popped in, so um, so yeah, he made it home. Um. One of the things, so to get to your question, though, about how to, what are we talking about with them? So like you and Jen, we've had the talk, right? We've talked about how do you handle the you over all that? You know, you can't do the same thing that your white friends are doing, goofing off in the grocery store, all those kind of stories. But there's a couple of different nuances. So the 16 year old, his girlfriend's white um, and her, her father's um, a, a first responder. Um, and I'll be honest with you. The first couple of times he went over there I was like, okay, are there Confederate flags? We live in the South. Um, are there mac hats? Cause we live yeah. in the South. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I don't think so. <laughs> um, so we've had to get to know them, right. And get to know them at a different level. Um, but the same thing, you know, when I asked him, what are the conversations you're having with her? Does she understand what it means to go out in public with you? Um, things like that. So it's a little bit different dynamic with the third, with Zave, um, his his little best friend was over here, and um, they called themselves Salt and Pepper because um, <laughs> they're thirteen.
0: And nip that in the bud. You, get, you might <laughs> want well to nip that one. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's the football bill.
5: Okay. That's okay. Okay. Um, okay. okay.
4: And I um and I we were just talking about in general, and I looked at the at his little friend. and I said, you know, you better have his back if anything happens out in public, right? Like you need to be his ally. You need to be the one that steps in front <laughs> because they're just gonna see a little black boy. They're not. You need to be the one. And he's I, I got you, Miss Tasha. Um so the conversation's a little bit different with them. Um, like I said, we talked about earlier, Zave is super social. He has friends of mm-hmm. every um ethnicity. But um one of the things that we I've talked about in a you know, a different mom's group is it's interesting that like the kids come to our house, right? Um mm-hmm. We don't go to their house. Like, you know, even when you have, there's that comfort level of when you talked about not just what are you doing on a local level and how are you talking to your kids, it's what is the exposure that we're giving them that they see our lives the same. Um, we haven't solved for that by any means because, frankly, we're at a baseball field or a football field or tennis court every single weekend. Um, but that's something that um, I've really started to try and think about is, you know, it, our kids, fortunately, are very mannerable. And, and people love them. So they're they're welcome just about anywhere that they go amongst their friend group. Um, and many of their friends come over here as well. But as adults, we don't interact with them other than to make sure that you're not creepy and that I trust me to be with you. But you're not coming over to see my lifestyle. I'm not going over to your lifestyle. Um, so I think that that's something that we, we can model a little bit better for our kids moving forward. But um, Emmett, who was... Who, I think I've posted more, um, I've tagged him on more social media posts than he's ever made. You know, in the last couple of weeks, he's made several statements about the unrest. Um, Zave, who is super social um, on social media, he's made um, several statements. They get it. They know what's going on. They watch the news. They can have conversations about it. Um, so we just keep the dialogue open and try and make sure that we're we're as open with them as we can be. And hopefully they feel safe enough to be open with us about how they're feeling in this space, because, you know, it's got to be scary for them too when they, they have a different perspective. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I mean, the, um, the kids today are more resilient than I think we, we give them a lot of credit, but the kids today are pretty resilient and they, they see, and they know they're, 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 for the most part, they're making the right decisions. Uh, they're making informed decisions. Let me say that. I mean, I mean, you, you, can say social media is, is, is brutal. And again, no one has more than a three second span of, a of mm-hmm. attention. Look, we, we've been online for an hour and a half now. We were only supposed to go online for 60 minutes, but you know, when we, when you're talking about something like this that matters, you, you go a little bit longer, but, um, the fact that they've got the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Snapchats, the TikToks, whatever the case may be, and they're getting bombarded with information, they're absorbing that and they're they're making decisions based on information, be it right, be it wrong, but they have the information readily available to them, so bless them for that. And
2: uh, Let me add one thing, too. Uh, One of the, like Kelly, uh,
7: Mm -hmm.
2: one of uh, our, our friends, she's one of our baseball moms and football moms, too, uh, she came to me and Tasha what, last week week before last yeah. and she was trying to get more of a, a leadership program, in, not necessarily from us, but with the kids in general trying to mm-hmm. find good solid leaders out of each class, freshman uh, freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors from both the two schools that we're associated with, Allerton and Harrison so it, it's, I think that helps too as far as getting them more not necessarily role models as older older people, but more in their peer groups, and they'll mm-hmm. see that it ain't always like you were saying. Young kids on the court want to have that live fast, die young, type mentality, and yeah. that's they've started too, though, because you see yourself a certain way, then it's harder to kind of fight that systematic racism and everything else if you don't see yourself as deserving to be, you know, where it's not a, it's not cool for you to come at me like this. I understand who I am. I know what I'm about. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm polite. I'm a young. I'm a young person that respects all, and I'm and I'm able to do the things I want to do because this is how I carry myself, and, and I think that's helping too. So the more we see of, of that, you know, like I say, like you say, they're using Twitter, they're using TikTok, they're using all this stuff to kind of communicate better. And like you say, they're coming. I think more from a, a perspective of knowledge more so than anger.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. I, I, I like that. I mean, I mean, I think that's a good way to summarize that whole thing. I mean, we, I've, I've, I've you know, in, in back rooms, I've said I've, I've given up on society and, and, you know, it has nothing to do with all of this, but, uh, I, I, I'm hopeful for this next generation and I, and I think that they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay. They're, they're going to have their challenges like everyone is, um, um,
4: James, we have a 17-year-old niece who keeps sending us, you know, either memes or TikToks or whatever. And she said, "I'm proud of my generation. We've got this." Um, and you know what?
0: That's all right. That's all right. I mean, that, that we I appreciate that. that. That's that's good. Let let me let me take it and, and again be cognizant of time. I, I, want, I want to, to give to everyone it. the opportunity to give their closing remarks. Um, look, we had a heartfelt discussion today and we went all over the place but we we were focused Uh, um, let me start with you Callie just you know from a from a closing perspective is there is there anything more that you wanted to uh, bring to the audience and bring to the panel
1: Um, no I think you covered it all really well
0: awesome thank you JJ, let's 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 hear let's hear from the man down in Orange County. Or is it right Orange County, right? I, I, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I want, to get it, I want to get it right. You know, I, I know Huntington Beach, Orange yeah, County. I, I I don't know. I, I want to get it right. I don't I don't want that's to call you from from that's from in, the wrong hood. Okay, that's okay. in Orange
7: County. You know, okay. so I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's no, all good, man. Um, yeah, I would say continue education, but not just education just for the sake of education like encourage everyone to continue to see what's actually going on understand why it's going on and act on it as well too like if we're not doing our own soul searching of how we have biases and also realizing like what narratives we're believing we're not going to make progress so i think continue education with the heart of the posture of learning seeing understanding but also acting on that education with my encouragement and final thoughts
0: Thank you, sir, Mr. Stark.
5: Yes, sir. Uh, like you said, education. Um, whatever angle that you want to attack it, attack it that way. You know, whether it's uh, you're setting the an example and leading the way, do it that way. Whether you grab one person and talk with that person, change their mind a little bit, um, and then plant that seed and let it let it, let it fester there and grow. Um, It's like, you know, I got my buddy, the old fart here. So Mm -hmm. he (laughs) was coming on. I'm like, no, you were blowing up my phone. So you're going to be on the next one. I'll be right next to you. And here we are, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, lead by example if you can. You know, if that's all you can do, do it that way.
0: I won't call you an old fart. I'll, I'll call, you
5: by your pro- <laughs> call you by
0: your proper name. You can
5: call me to. anything.
6: Just don't call me late for dinner, man. That's all. I love it. I love it. I love uh, it. You know, I'm I, with Marvin again. You know, leading by example is a big part. Uh, what we all have to do is, as especially adults. Uh, it's a great hurdle because so many people who have been brought up a particular way, you know, all uh, I, I, you can do is plant a seed. Uh, let them know that it's it's... You know, not acceptable by you, but don't get in a fight over it. Keep your emotions level. Uh, I, there's a lot of feelings here. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't help the way people feel. My feelings are mine. Yours are yours. We all have individual ways that come about and um, go on, go on a, a, a level field of, of knowledge and uh, a, a degree of patience. And and again, uh, the example in education is is a big part of it, and it's got to be truth. You got to have truth. You got to have, and truth will bring about trust. And that's about the best I can pull And lastly, hey, again, uh, sorry for the rambling. You know, you got a lot of things going up in this this squash here, and it's not always itemized. You know, I, I go on a tangents. So, uh, and it's it,
0: all good, man.
6: And, and I hope if I said anything, I hope
0: it. <laughs> there you go. The yeah. love. And, and then, you know, I put a camera and, and a microphone it, on it, and, and, and say, you. And your
6: relationship didn't just happen. It, it took work because when we first got together, there was a little head button going on. And his head's a whole lot bigger than mine. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Now, hey, Jen, talk to us about what, what, what your closing thoughts are.
3: Um, So a couple of things, you know, I think something that you you just said, it's that whole idea of speak your truth. And there's a quote from Oprah that something about speak your truth. It's the the only thing that we have. And we actually have that quote hanging in our little office um, where our kids do their homework sometimes. Um, But I think I've just been reflecting a lot on the fact that as a white woman who, as my husband said, I think I'm pretty woke. But I think that um, I'm just realizing that I have so much to learn, and that for everyone, it's so important to be listening and learning, and just having an open heart and open mind to be uncomfortable conversations. Um, so yeah, my takeaway.
0: Awesome, thank you very much, ladies first, Tosh. <laughs> I'm not getting in. Tr- I'm talk not getting trouble. No, I'm not getting in <laughs> trouble. You know, I'm, I'm being respectful to the to the to the ladies uh, in the room. So,
4: you know, I think yeah. um, Jen said it well: being comfortable having uncomfortable conversations, whether it's with your neighbor, your coworker, um, your best friend, um, or even you know your kids. It's it's really being open to the dialogue, um, which I don't think we've had the space and the energy to do in the past. Um, as we do now. Um, If there's anything positive to come out of the most recent set of tragedies, it's that it's opened the dialogue. Um, So I I think that that's the last bit is that at least we're having conversations now. So thank you for giving us
2: a forum. Yeah. I can't say anything better. I think that's a lot of what's going on too. Yeah. Smart.
0: <laughs> you you just de- de- defer to to the missus, right? You know, I, I I always say uh I may wear the pants, but uh, yeah. but Jen holds the belt, and you know, and 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 that's how we made it through almost is it twenty? No, shouts out to twenty years. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> look, um. To the panel, thank you very much for your time. Right, your your participation and your words. Uh, thank you to everyone that, that tuned in. Hopefully this was a valuable use of, uh, was it, oh, that's, a, that's about 90 minutes of your day and you either, either, either learn something or you took something that you can use for positive change in the days ahead. Uh, there will be a part three of this discussion. Uh, looking at three or four weeks from now where we'll just completely open the lines to, Everyone that wants to get on video and have that opportunity to dialogue, converse, um, I'll bring back the participants from both panels. So um, we we will take care of that. I, I will not have any logistic issues. I will I will make sure that if I need to have up to a hundred or so folks on the screen at one particular time, we will do that. So um, this this conversation needs to happen. This this is healing. Uh, this, this this just needs to happen i think for not not just us but again now the the numbers are growing when i and I, i'll look at the metrics and that that's what i'll do behind the scenes from an analytical perspective but our conversation has reached a wide swath of our social communities and that's a good thing because honestly i think once we log off we're going to talk more you're going to talk more people are going to share and and again it's it's going to have that dialogue so stay tuned for the notice on that session follow hicks new media on facebook to make sure you receive the notifications on when that is published Um, with that again i just want to say thank you to everyone take care of one another god bless